Welcome to Walters Kluwer's Audit Talks podcast series, brought to you by CCH Incorporated, where we hear firsthand from audit insiders on the latest trends, news, and technologies designed to help you transform and elevate your audit and advisory practice. Hi, uh, my name is Beth Patrick, and I am the Sales and Business Development Manager at Walters Kluwer, and I'll be your host for this episode of Audit Talks. My guest today is Robert Pearson, and Robert is the Managing Editor for CCH Accounting Research Manager with Walters Kluwer, and he's going to be sharing with us some information about the proposed changes coming to the quality control standards. So thank you for taking the time, Robert, today to meet with us. Thanks, Beth. So what is, yeah, thanks. So what is this I'm hearing about these new quality control or quality management standards? I think we should probably start with the terms, right? We're used to seeing quality control standards and under these new proposed requirements, they'll be referred to as quality management standards. So. It looks kind of funny when you see it. Are they quality control standards or quality management standards? And the new guidance will be referred to as quality management instead of quality control. The thinking there is that it's an iterative and ongoing process and it's not a, a point in time issue. In February, the Auditing Standards Board of the ICPA issued an exposure draft. And the exposure draft had three proposed standards in it. It had two statement on quality management standards, or you'll hear me say SQMSs, uh, again, in contrast to what we know now in the extant standards as SQCSs, they'll still be qualified in, or I'm sorry, codified in a section, but they won't be QC sections, they'll be QM sections. And then one statement on auditing standards. So the SQMS1 has to do with the firm system of quality management, or I'll, I'll amend my statement, proposed SQMS1. Uh, proposed SQMS2 has to do with engagement quality reviews, and currently you're referring to them as engagement quality control reviews. And again, they just removed the word quality there, and they'll be engagement quality reviews. And then the third proposed standard was a statement on auditing standards or a SAS called quality management for an engagement conducted in accordance with gas, or you'll see it referred to in the literature as the proposed QM SAS. Okay. So what are the objectives of these proposed new standards? So what they're trying to do, and what I guess we're all trying to do as an industry is improve audit quality. The proposed standards would require that a firm's system of quality management be based on an integrated risk-based framework. And you'll recognize that term from COSO. When you start to read and become familiar with these, it's probably oversimplifying to say, but it's not too far off the mark to consider this COSO for quality management. Uh, so it'll be it'll be built on a risk-based framework. Uh, one of the objectives is that it'd be scalable and principles-based instead of hardcore rules-based and one size fits all. The board received a lot of feedback that smaller firms were having trouble meeting the requirements of the rules-based extant standards. 
we want to converge the standards with those of the international board, the IASB. Their standards were issued in 2020 and are effective a year before ours. One of the things you'll see as you read through these, there's a great deal of strengthening in the engagement partner responsibilities, particularly with response to the time of their involvement, time during the engagement. There's a much more robust or intense quality management review piece. And along with converging with the IASB standards, the IASB standard is also very, very similar to the PCOB standard. So if you think about firms that are doing some public audits and some audits based on international standards, they would currently have three different quality systems, three different sets of requirements for their quality control currently, soon to be quality management systems. And one of the big objectives here is that everyone can operate on one quality management system. And, and I do believe we will get to where, with very few exceptions, possibly related to PCOB will be there. But the big piece, the reason that this is so pervasive and and people really should be getting familiar with it is firms are going to be required to establish quality objectives for each of the components of quality management and i say each i mean monitoring and remediation is they won't but that's a as you can imagine monitoring is separate than the the other components of quality management much much as you do the components of internal control so you'll have to establish quality objectives for each of the components of quality management then You'll be going through and identifying risks to the achievement of your quality objectives. Following risk risk identification, you'll be doing risk assessments. What are the what are the risks? And then designing and implementing responses to each of those identified risks, much like we do with an audit. And again, very similar to the process used in the COSO internal control framework. Okay, well, that sounds like a lot. So, how how do you how do these proposed standards compare to the current standards that we have today? So, the proposed X two S number one is going to supersede statement on quality control standard number eight or SQCS eight in its entirety. Uh, the proposed QM SAS, the auditing standard, will replace AUC two twenty which is quality controlled now. Uh, and then the proposed SQMS number two, the second quality management standard will pull the engagement quality control review requirements from the extant quality control section. It'll enhance them and bring them into a new section in the quality management standards. So, as I said, it's risk-based. It uh, it addresses the eight components of quality management. Um, you'll see a lot of familiar terms, risk assessment, information communication. Uh, there's an expanded section on resources. So the current standards talk only about human resources. One of the objectives of these proposed standards is to include technological resources as well as uh, human resources. The, Quality and 
the engagement quality reviews, I'm trying to not, I'm so used to saying engagement quality control, you know, the engagement quality reviews uh, will again put a lot more focus on partner responsibilities, who should be appointed. It'll, it'll actually define, firms will be required to define as part of their quality management system who can appoint eligible individuals to do engagement quality reviews. Uh, what are their qualifications going to be? And then there's a new, one of the controversial pieces or more controversial pieces is this requirement for, a, there's a stand back provision in there. So if you're the engagement partner on an audit, you can't be assigned to do the engagement quality review until, until two years after the last time you've audited. So there's a lot of discussion as we go through the comment periods about whether two years is right or one year is right or you know if you're auditing a public entity they're presenting three years worth of statements is two years long enough so i do think they'll settle on two years but that's one of the areas that is getting a lot of attention and if you have a preference you know i'd encourage you to submit a comment letter uh, one way or the other there's also some enhancements to the group audit section where you can actually do some different things with component auditors as you should be able to um, there's an enhanced relevant ethical requirements as far as identifying them complying with them and again a risk assessment this process so once the relevant ethical requirements are identified then you identify risks you assess risks you implement solutions risk by risk and there's some other pieces that enhance, again, the engagement partner's responsibility for taking appropriate action when things like resources aren't sufficient or review responsibilities are not clear or there's something different about the communications with those charged with governance. Um, I think that you'll see the current standards will be a subset in pieces of a couple of these new standards. Okay, so when would these standards become effective then? So the proposed quality management standard, number one, that's the one related to the system. The firm's system has to be designed and implemented by December 15th of 2023. So that really means up and running. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, it's probably too short sighted to say okay you know we can put this off because it's got to be designed and implemented up and running by December fifteenth of twenty twenty three and then firms will be doing their own reviews of their quality management system. That first quality management system review must take place within one year following when it's implemented. Uh, proposed SQMS 2, that's the one on the engagement reviews, is going to be effective for audits reviews of financial statements for periods beginning on or after December 15th, 23 again. And other engagements, think reviews, uh, that begin on or after December 15th, and the, the standard, proposed standard does go on to define what when an engagement begins, either when the work starts or when the engagement letter is signed, whichever is earlier. The proposed QMSAS, the auditing standard, will be effective for all engagements conducted in accordance with GAS beginning on or after 
December 15th, 2023. Okay, so with that then, what do you expect uh, the level of effort will be to implement all the, these new standards by then? We've been on some calls. I will say the Audience Standards Board's been, been great in collaborating with us. They've reached out and asked for feedback and help. And on those calls, there's a lot of, of stakeholders. Some of the large firms, big four firms, and those next tier firms are on those calls. They're implementing the standards now, trying to be ready for the international effective date. I know a couple of those firms had indicated that they had nearing 10,000 hours involved in the implementation, and they're not there yet. Wow. So that's why it's so important because as an industry, I think as auditors, we have a tendency to, okay, there's a new standard going to be effective in 2023. I'll look at it in, you know, 2023 and, mm -hmm. and that's, that will not be sufficient here. The, these are significant pervasive changes. Right? Your, your entire current quality control system will be a little piece of of this new system, I, you know, I don't think you'll scrap your QC docs, but they'll become a chapter, so to speak, for lack of a better term, in your new quality management system. It's it's really important that uh, people become aware and read through it now to get an understanding of what it's how it's because it's going to be different for every firm, right? You're, you're going to take in your into account your pop population of the engagements that you perform and, and you're going to be specific to your firm setting up quality control quality management see i keep slipping on that term you know quality <laughs> management objectives specific to your firm and then the risk to those objectives and think about how you're going to document all of the risks to your firm's quality management objectives and then once you've documented all the risks, you've got to go through and assess them and assess, you know, the chance of non-compliance. And it's it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be really intense. It's going to be, mm -hmm. you know, perhaps the accounting equivalent of the leases standard, something like that. It, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a big deal. Mm -hmm. Well, it might be good that they're changing the name from quality control to quality management. So everybody realizes what a big change it is. Um, so with that said, what do you think firms should be doing now to get prepared for this? I think the first thing's awareness. I, I don't mm -hmm. think anyone's really, when I read it through it the first time, I was surprised at how uh, significant pervasive the changes were. So everyone's busy working, we're coming out of the pandemic, and I don't think anyone, mm -hmm. not anyone, but many people have not really taken the time to look at it yet and see what's involved. And it, it'll, your eyes will open wide when you read this. There's, there's a lot to this. So the number one thing people should be doing now um, is reading through it, getting familiar with it, starting to conceptualize what that quality management system looks like. You, you know, as we work with the ASB, they're concerned that there's not gonna be implementation guidance out there available upon the effective date. 
And I, I really don't know as you approach implementation guidance, right? Can I have a form that I list all of this on and a letter that I list all of that on? And a, currently you can get a quality control document for a current system under the excellent standards that's that's almost fill in the blank, right? It addresses mm -hmm. each standard, goes through very rule-based. That's not, that won't be sufficient for these risk-based standards. It's gonna be different and specialized enough for each firm that I think really sitting down and developing a plan for implementation is going to be super important. And again, it's got to be fully operational by 1215 to 23. So if you start in June of 2023, it's unlikely that that it'll be at least, you know, functioning properly. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> and as part of that system, you know, there's got to be a process for a firm to do its own annual evaluation of their own system. So mm -hmm. I think the best thing that people can do now is, is one, be aware that it's coming Two, go and read it and get familiar with it. I think most people said, oh yeah, hey, I saw an exposure draft, but when you read it, you're going to be surprised. Okay. Well, that is a lot of information for everybody on the podcast. Um, Thank you for sharing all of that and your insights and helping us get prepared for these quality management standards. Um, I think it'll help our customers get prepared. So thank you for that. This Audit Talks podcast series is a 2021 production of CCH Incorporated. The content is for general information purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for professional accounting and audit advice. 